Lecture topic: Taking maximum benefit from Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladhin as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahirrahman al-rahim. Wa dharu zahir al-ithmi wa ba'atinah. إن الذين يكسبون الإثم سيجزون بما كانوا يقترفون فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن أعبد الناس أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسس فتر عنا بأي كرام برادس النهلوز as you may have already heard many many times and we will keep listening to this advice that we are heading towards this very great month of ramadan and therefore we should be preparing ourselves for it everything in dunya people prepare in a very very detailed manner one person was very busy at one time somebody tried to contact him he said no he's very busy and again what you so busy about morning and afternoon and evening this novel there's a very very important task that's coming up very important project that needs to take place so when is the project going to take place the project was going to take place 6 months time it's going to kick off 6 months time so 6 months time the project is going to take place and you are so busy morning and evening you don't have time to eat properly you don't have time to spend with your family it's really a very big project and the principle that we have to go by are the six p's now for the preparation and the planning of dunya there are all kinds of things to remind oneself that what a person is supposed to be doing and if he doesn't do it what will be the outcome So now all kinds of things to remind oneself in terms of the planning of dunya. So he said the principle we have to work by is the six P's. So what's the six P's? We all know the peanuts and what these P's are all about. So he says proper prior planning prevents pathetic performance. That's the principle that we've been taught. But now in this field of work, you don't plan in advance and you don't do proper planning. then you going to end up with pathetic performance so if you want to avoid pathetic performance then you going to have to plan in advance and not just any kind of planning very detailed proper planning the proper planning that will prevent the pathetic performance so for the sake of dunya mashallah we have all these things coined and all these very very nice sounding things to remind us but if dunya requires planning dunya requires some kind of preparation in order to derive the maximum benefit from something and what about something that's going to make our dunya an akhirah the month of ramadan comes it doesn't come just as something in passing it comes with a lot to be taken from it it comes with a lot to take in order to make one's dunya which is a temporary place and most importantly to make on the akhirah so if there is a proper planning for this and the time comes and goes and let alone after ramadan is gone 
even during Ramadan, the whole object of Ramadan is lost. Even during the Mubarak month of Ramadan, that whole purpose and object is already lost. So therefore it's very important that we have to be planning and preparing ourselves. MashaAllah, sometimes the preparation is there in terms of A'mal, that I need to now start increasing my tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. Indeed, this is extremely important. The month of Ramadan and the Qur'an Sharif are directly linked. Shahru Ramadan al-ladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala says the month of Ramadan, which month of Ramadan? If you don't know what the month of Ramadan is, then understand it from this unzila fihi al-Qur'an. You have no idea what is the greatness of this Mubarak month, then this will tell you that it is that month in which the Qur'an Sharif was revealed. So, these are directly linked. So likewise, mashallah, many a person who has some consciousness, he's beginning to start increasing his tilawat, somebody is making some preparation in some other form. But all this in place, the most important preparation in terms of the month of Ramadan, is obviously to acquire what the object of Ramadan is. If a person has achieved much in terms of rewards, a'mal, he performed and he gained sawab, he gained rewards, alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. But if he did not get the objective, then he lost out. He lost out on the main thing. person went to school and he came back with a lot of awards. What are the awards for? For all the secondary things some sporting award and some award for the best speech given in school and some other award for some good service and very good character, mashallah, all these things are excellent. But then the report, all the subjects, he doesn't want to show the report. He says, no, no, they didn't give the report. What do you mean they didn't give the report? He says, there's nothing to give in it. It's all red rings. He says, all these things are all in his place, but you fail. This is what, what's the use? So likewise, the Mubarak month of Ramadan requires preparation. And preparation most of all to prepare ourselves to acquire the object of Ramadan. Now what is that preparation? To acquire the object of Ramadan. The object of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala has spelled out that Ramadan has been given to you, has been fasting has been prescribed upon you like it was prescribed upon those before you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you acquire taqwa. What is this taqwa all about? So in one word, one line, taqwa is giving up the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And the Qur'an Sharif, on the one side, Allah Ta'ala reminds us that listen and take note that what favors I have showered upon you. أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَأَزْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا You don't see how Allah Ta'ala has made everything in the heavens and the earth. Allah Ta'ala has subjugated it into your service. We may not have any control over the sun rising and setting, but Allah Ta'ala has subjugated it into the service of insan. We got no control over the moon shining and when it shines. Allah Ta'ala has subjugated it into the service of insan. And likewise, everything in the heavens and earth, Allah Ta'ala has subjugated it in the service of insan. The stars shine for the benefit of insan. 
the rains come for the benefit of insan. Allah Ta'ala causes the crops to grow from the earth for the benefit of insan. Allah Ta'ala causes the animals to feed off their crops and get nourished and get fattened and give off that milk for the benefit of insan. تُسْقِيكُمْ مِمَّا فِي بُطُونِهَا مِنْ بَيْنِ فَرْثِ وَوَذَبٍ لَبَنًا خَالِصًا سَائِغًا لِشَارِبِينَ Allah Ta'ala, haven't you seen how we give you that cow eats the grass and then from between the one side is the blood and on the other end is the dung in between the blood and dung we bring out pure milk for you Allah Ta'ala is giving us this reality that Allah has provided all this rains come down Allah Ta'ala provides for who? for insan and these animals are eating for who? for insan to then from the halal animals slaughtered in the correct way for insan's benefit all these Allah Ta'ala أَزْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاقِنَةً أَزْبَغَ literally translated we can say showered down upon you Allah Ta'ala showered down upon us all his favors ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاقِنَةً external favors internal favors sometimes you only think about favors of what we can see what we can perceive but there are so many favors that are within us, hidden, and so many we can't see which are hidden elsewhere, which are all for us. Allah is saying all these ni'mads, zahiratan wa batina. Allah has given you this countless ni'mads, countless bounties. Visible, invisible to your eye. Perceptible and not perceptible. External and internal. All this Allah has given for insan. So now what is insan supposed to do? In this ayat Allah says, وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنَا What Allah wants from insan now? In another ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah says, وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْنِ وَبَاطِنَا We have showed down upon you external and internal bounties visible and invisible, perceptible and not perceptible and countless ni'mads zahir and batin Allah Ta'ala says all we want from you is وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَا give up external sins and internal sins sins that are visible to people sins that you commit secretly sins that happen from your limbs and sins that happen deep down, hidden in your heart. Sins that happen blatantly and sins that happen in complete secrecy. Allah is saying, Give up all kinds of sins. This is the essence of taqwa. And this is the object of Ramadan. And this is required, this planning and this preparation. This preparation for Ramadan in this aspect that I should be shedding away every sin, every disobedience of Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala out of His grace gives us these, the month of Rajab itself is a Mubarak month so now it alerts a person this is one of the Ashurul Hurum one of the sacred months so now sacred month it alerts him now I should be doing something more I should be seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness now all this is becoming a prelude to the Mubarak month month of Rajab comes Mubarak month, the month of Shaban this too is a very great month 
And then it comes a very, very important night, the 15th of Shaban, barely on the doorstep of Ramadan, making this insan come back to action. Look quickly now, prepare for Ramadan. Cleanse yourself. Shed all the sins. Because otherwise the month of Ramadan will come and go, you'll get nothing in terms of the objective. Mashallah, the sawab will be much. The objective? Because everything is really hidden in this. In what? In the total obedience to Allah Ta'ala. And refraining from sin. It's all in this. The good of dunya and the good of akhirat. It's all encompassed in this. Giving of sin. Many, many ahadith explain the details of it. We've discussed on many occasions. Abdullah bin Abbas he summarized it all in one, in one statement of his. He summarized it all, the benefits of righteousness and the harms of sin, the cracks of it. So he says, Inna lil hasanati diyaan fil waj wa nooran fil qalb wa sa'atan fil rizq wa quwwatan fil badan wa mahabbatan fi qulubil khalq That righteousness, good deeds, not just good deeds, what we sometimes think we are doing good, that which is in truly in conformance with what Allah wants from us. In conformance to the sunnah of Rasulullah Not something we have decided for ourselves this is good. No, we have to check and double check what I'm doing is truly correct, truly right. Otherwise you might think we're doing something which is great, meanwhile that is not really the thing to be done. Many times these kind of things happen. So in any case, Abdullah bin Abbas is saying that the person who does righteousness, that righteousness is amal hasana what does this bring about? So this creates a light in the face. Meaning that the person merely, that good deeds, it shines through him. And it creates a noor in the heart. And now the heart is king. If there's noor in the heart, then there will be noor in the limbs, the a'mal that come out of it. Because he'll do those kind of things that are a'mal and nuraniya. Those a'mal which in themselves are full of noor. Because like begets like. A good, it leads to another good. Mashai said that inna min jaza'il hasanati al hasanatu ba'daha. One of the results of doing a righteous action solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure is it will bring about the tawfiq of another good action. And one sin will lead to another sin. And then that will lead to a third sin. And then that becomes a norm in a person's life. Then he tries to get out of it too, he finds it very difficult. Now is saying that the heart gets filled with noor or noor and qalb. And now when there is noor in the heart, then the heart will be inclined to righteousness. It will be inclined towards tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. It will be inclined to the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. It will be inclined to some time now, I have a few minutes, let me make dua. Coming to the masjid, I have a few minutes now, I have completed my sunnah. So to, rather than me thinking about something idly, let me make dua. Otherwise at that time too, the mind will be gone to the, far away from the masjid. Far away from Deen will be Allah forbid sometimes in haram also. But now if the heart is inclined towards righteousness, there is a noor in the heart, 
to start off with the noor will bring him in the masjid and then when he'll have those spare minutes okay this time I can make two rakats isn't much time but this time for two rakats okay this time for some dua let me make some dua this time let me say the Quran tell you and decide half a page let me do that so this time to make some zikr of Allah Ta'ala. two minutes is left that two minutes subhanallah how much can be earned in taking the name of Allah Ta'ala in those two minutes so when that heart will be filled with noor then these are the things that a person will be inclined to and so many other things he'll feel the eagerness to do good to undertake some hardship upon himself some mujahada, mashakkat, some difficulty to increase some righteous deed to do something more he'll feel happy about it to serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala to do something good to get closer to Allah Ta'ala so he says that this brings noor in the heart and then wasa'atan fir rizq righteousness is not only credit for the akhirat definitely the akhirat is where the real benefit and reward will come but that righteousness brings wus'at in rizq it brings barakat in a person's rizq Allah is the controller of rizq the treasures of rizq are in Allah's hands says in the heavens is your risk not on the earth it only becomes apparent from the earth it descends from above then how Allah wills Allah will make it apparent from whichever avenue he wills but it comes from above and the keys to bring it down are righteous deeds At the top of the list the faraiz and then the wajibat, sunnat muakkada and then all the nawafil and whatever other righteous deeds that come along with it afis sama'i rizqukum mama tu'adun and the key to that rizq is righteous deeds, good deeds wasa'atan fil rizq it opens out the doors of rizq waquwatan fil badan Abdullah bin Abbas he's actually summarizing so many different ahadith waquwatan fil badan this leads to even physical strength meaning that ruhani strength supports the physical self which might have become very weak physically sometimes many times we see our mashayikh, elderly people sometimes somebody is in the 90s, sometimes somebody is whatever ages they are and outwardly or medically speaking the professionals say that this doesn't make sense how a person at this age and in this physical condition can still be doing all this not, doesn't add up how is possible? what makes it happen? there's that ruhani strength that comes over the physical aspect but it also is a means of physical health, good health what? in this Rewaiz Abdullah bin Abbas is saying that this righteousness inna lil hasana this righteousness brings about even goodness in a person's physical self and wa mahabbatan fi qulubil khalq and it puts love in the hearts of people for him his own family will love him his own household, people around him and his neighbors maybe and people here dunya is dunya let alone ordinary people even the anbiya alayhi wa salatu wa salam Allah ta'ala 
declares this in the Quran Sharif that they were enemies of even the Ambiya Ali But that half a dozen people here and there, one group here and there opposing somebody, that's not the basis of making any judgment. But those who are interacting with the person day and every day, every other day, people within his own four walls, people he has to deal with and live with, Allah Ta'ala puts the love of this person in their hearts. But the barakat of that amal, of that righteousness. Now this is the one side of it. This is the side of the righteousness. But then the opposite applies as well. Now this is this emphasis in the Quran Sharif. Give up all sins, the external sins. Generally our mind only confines itself to external sins. When we hear the word sin, sin is only confined to that. What the eyes can see, what we know, certain major sins, and indeed these are major sins. The person commits zina is indeed a very major sin. Such a major sin that if the person had been married, is currently married or was married once upon a time too, and now he ends up committing such a major crime in a land where the law of Islam is being practiced, then this person, the obligation upon the Amir is that if he's established with the proper evidence as required by Sharia, and he'll be stoned to death. Well, yeshhad azabahuma ta'ifatum min al-mu'mineen. Allah Taala says the whole community of people must witness this so that it becomes ibrat for everybody, it becomes a lesson for everyone. That this is something to be totally shunned. It's such a disgusting act that even in dunya already such a azab comes. What's akhirat? If a person didn't make tawbah, that's a separate matter. So now that's a major sin. It's an external sin. Person commits or drinks some intoxicant, he smokes some intoxicant, it's a major sin. Person takes interest is a major sin. Person eats some haram is a major sin. And lying, backbiting, all these things are major sins. But sins are not confined to that. That's indeed very serious. But just as it is haram to eat some haram food, to consume interest, to take some intoxicant, to commit zina, likewise it is haram to have hasad in the heart, jealousy. It's haram to have malice in the heart. It's haram to have pride and arrogance. It's haram to look down upon others. It's also haram. It's also sin. And this is what the Quran Sharif Allah is saying to us. On the one side, mashallah, the amal, extremely important. And as we said, the preparation for the month of Ramadan, many of us, Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq to all of us. So many, mashallah, would have started, Allah Ta'ala bless us also with that tawfiq, that starts increasing the tilawat of the Quran Sharif and other amal. But if amal are performed on the one side, but the sins don't stop on the other side. And it is, mashallah, the person eating, like for example, a lot of very healthy food, extra supplements also, and all the things that boost the energy and boost the health. And side by side he says, well, since I'm eating so much of good things and so many nourishing things, so if I keep having this one teaspoon of poison as well at the same time, what difference it makes? What's the problem with that? All so many things I'm doing, look at this whole, this whole table is filled with all the supplements and all the various healthy things. 
and what a diet I have. I've been to the specialist dietitian and my diet is tailor-made with the best healthy food. Uh, you can stop eating all that healthy food, just eat simple food, but stop the poison, you'll still be healthy. If you don't have all these 50 supplements, but you don't eat those things that are going to harm your health, you'll still be healthy. But you can eat every healthy thing in the world and all the supplements that you want to eat and whatever else the dietitians have prescribed. But if you don't stop taking the poison, then none of these things are going to be really able to save you from the destruction of the poison. Because that poison will overcome everything. So mashallah, you'll get the temporary benefit from this. But at the end of the day, the poison will overcome everything. And it will destroy the health. So likewise, mashallah, the amal are very important. But now the person on the one side, he just made tilawat of three paras of the Qur'an Sharif, five paras, it's a month of Ramadan. Subhanallah, how much reward he will get. But then he stepped out of his house, he stepped out of the masjid and he started casting lustful glances. He started looking at haram on his phone. So what he did to the noor of all that, that whole time that he spent in ibadat, mashallah, was tremendous, very great. But he went and offloaded it all in one glance. So now that poison overcame all the benefit of this. That destroyed all that noor in the heart. So therefore Ibn Abbas is now giving us the other side of it. That وَإِنَّ لِلسَّيِّئَةِ سَوَادًا فِي الْوَجْهِ وَظُلْمَةً فِي الْقَلْبِ That sins, vice, this takes away the light of the face. It just creates a very very un- easy feeling on somebody. Sometimes people want to ask him also, he comes home like that, sometimes a person is talking about his own issues, he says, you know, when I come home, I've gone here, there and everywhere, and when I come home, they just see me and they ask me, what happened? Something is not right. They don't know what's not right. He says, everything is fine. Meaning, just one look at him, felt something is not right. person is giving his own story. He's saying, I went to some place where I shouldn't have gone, and when I come home like that, I come home very normally, but one look, the family, etc., give me one look and they want to know, is something wrong, everything is fine, whatever. They don't know what happened. But just that mere look on the person's face, say something happened. It takes away the light. There's a special light of Iman that shines off a mu'min. And that Imani light gets doomed up completely. And wazulmatan fil qalb. It creates a darkness in the heart. The heart gets engulfed in darkness. Now when the heart is engulfed in darkness, like attracts like. And the heart is king. Or the heart is engulfed in darkness. So now it attracts all the darknesses from outside. All the vices and sins. Now there is an opportunity to be reciting Quran Sharif. Too difficult. Rather be doing something else. Watching something on the phone. Or doing something going somewhere. Doing something wrong. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. But now that the heart is engulfed in the zulmat. Now the heart is just dragging in that direction. Zulmatan fil qalb. Wa... It creates weakness in the body. It creates weakness in the body. Now the righteousness created strength. This creates weakness in the body. On the one end, they are very clear cutting. That sins, many sins, the sins are the diseases. The sins are themselves the viruses. And these are the things that are causing the havoc in people's health also. Who doesn't know what's the, what's the background to AIDS, for example? 
And more than that, these pandemics. So this is also something that, on the one hand, it might be something that just has whatever its apparent means are, but behind the scenes, the real reason for these things happening, so Rasulullah has spelled it out already. لم تظهر الفاحشة في قوم قط حتى يعلنوا بها إلا فشا فيهم الطاعون والأوجاع التي لم تكن مدد في أسلافهم الذين مضوا. That when immorality will become rife, immorality is not confined to any one particular way of it. Looking at haram just becomes rife, and talking vulgarity becomes rife. Dressing in an immoral and immodest way becomes rife. Holding functions and gatherings and weddings, where so much of immorality and vice takes place, things that were not imagined before, not heard of, where dancing now is taking place and all kinds of things, music and what not happens. Months on end, we're talking about preparing for Ramadan. Allah forbid, if these things don't come alive. That what's going to happen? People start preparing for how to dance in a wedding three months away. Dancing classes are taking place. Allah Taala save us and protect us. This is why we have to bring this preparation alive. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spelled it. When this immorality will become rife, what will be the end result? And it will happen blatantly. And it becomes blatant. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spelled it out 14, 1500 years ago. Illa fasha fihi mutta'oon. The end result will be plagues will spread and become common. Simple terms, there'll be pandemics and such illnesses which their forefathers had never heard of. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam speaking, rewrite of Ibn Majah Sharif, various other books of Hadith Sharif. Very very clear. So now. This becomes the reason. Sin becomes the reason of this ill health. So, وَوَهَنَمْ فِي الْبَدَلِ وَنَقْسَمْ فِي الْرِزْقِ. He says that this results in a in risk becoming straitened, constrained. Person finding things very very difficult. One is something comes as a test from Allah Taala's side, but we have to keep reflecting: Are my sins becoming the barrier to risk? إن الرجل لا يحرم الرزق بالذنب يصيبه أو كما قال أبي سلام says the person becomes deprived of risk due to a sin a sin blocking and then وبغضة في قلوب الخلق that this vice and sin it creates it creates aversion it creates ill feeling aversion and dislike it creates dislike in the hearts of the creation of Allah تعالى for the person. So this righteousness has all this benefit in it for us, and on the other side is the sin. The sin has the harm of dunya and the harm of akhirat. Dunya also lost, akhirat dunya wal akhirat. This is the real preparation for Ramadan to start stopping all the haram, all the sin and vice. Whether it is zahir al ismi wa baatina, whether it is external sin, whether it is internal sin. If there is hasad, that has to be cleansed. If there's malice, that has to be removed. The pride and arrogance has to be worked on. The love of dunya and the love of the ego has to be cleared, and all the other vices and sins, and all the external sins. The bottom line of all this is toba. To make sincere toba, 
come back to Allah wa ta'ala. These two ayat are very very the ajeeb correlation in them. On the one side Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَزْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا And on this side Allah is saying, وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنًا So now what this is teaching us is, let's sit down and think and compare. Daily make this muraqaba. This is what will spur a person in the right direction. Make this muraqaba. Allah Ta'ala has showered down. وَأَزْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا Look at ourselves and count the favors. We can't count. We can never count. But whatever comes to our mind, think about the favors Allah has blessed me. And then stop and think what I did in return. Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with all this, what I did in return. How did I conduct myself? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with these eyes, what I looked with? How I used these eyes? Was I using it to look at haram? To look at filth? What Allah Ta'ala blessed me with these eyes for? How much I've been looking in the Quran Sharif? How much did I look at my parents with muhabbat? How much did I look in a way that will please Allah Ta'ala? His hands, the feet, his heart is ticking. Allah Ta'ala's na'mad. If some little disruption comes in that momentum of the ticking of the heart, and a person now has had a heart attack. Now what becomes his condition? Allah Ta'ala has kept me going with health. How much of shukr needs to be made for all this? The real shukr is obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Two, ponder over this. Make the comparison. What is Allah Ta'ala's countless benefits and favors on me and what is my reaction to it? To think about it, that nothing that I am doing is hidden from Allah Ta'ala. These are all the steps to take to bring ourselves onto that consciousness. Whatever I am doing, to sit and think about it, to ponder, to give time to this. That person now for that project six months away, he's planning and preparing so that the time comes for this thing, it must all go off smoothly, and nothing must go wrong, everything must happen perfectly. So now for dunya, many a person was busy building that whole project, he didn't see the end of it, he was gone before it. We have to build our projects of akhirat. Whatever dunya we have to do, we'll carry on. Within the limits of shariat, whatever is meant to be done, within the limits of deen, we'll carry on with that. But before paying too much attention to that, we have to build our abode of akhirat. We have to build our comforts of the hereafter. So for that, Allah Ta'ala has given us these opportunities. Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, it comes with all its glory, it comes with all its benefits and bounties, all the barakat and blessings, but the primary objective is to acquire the taqwa. In order to acquire the taqwa, it requires this planning from now, this preparation from now. If a person decides, I'm going to give up the sin on the first of Ramadan or the 30th or 29th of Shaban, the chances are he's not even going to be finished of giving it up on the 29th of Ramadan. Because he procrastinated in giving up what Allah Ta'ala is displeased with. What happens as a result, when he procrastinates in Tawbah, he delays Tawbah, we'll see later. And now, he's not concerned, but Allah Ta'ala is displeased, he's not making Tawbah. In other words, if Allah is displeased, it doesn't matter, let me carry on now. Let me have fun now. What happens is, this is now a major indifference. Now such a great month came, Rajab came, it's already now passing us. Then the Mubarak days of Shaban come, and the 15th night of Shaban, and he's still waiting for Ramadan to come. Then he'll stop Guna and Sin. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Wallahu yahulu al mar'i wa qalbi. That a barrier comes between him and his heart. In the sense that, 
then the thought of Toba also goes away. The tawfiq of Toba gets taken away. Now he doesn't even think of Toba. The month of Ramadan comes also. He says, well, I'm fasting. If I'm fasting, I did my duty. Then if I'm looking at haram, to what it matters? I'm fasting, so it's fine. So if I do anything else, Allah forbid, what not goes on? So what it matters? The whole purpose of Ramadan has been lost. So this Ramadan has to become different. It has to become different in the sense that this Ramadan must change our lives for the better. But that will happen if we start planning from now. We start preparing from now. And the greatest preparation is Tawbah. Sincere Tawbah. Begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. Turning to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity. Begging Allah Ta'ala's help. And making that firm resolution. Whatever each one, I know what's in my life, we all know what's in our life, what we have to make Tawbah from, what we have to clear from our lives. And individually making toba from those aspects. And then taking advice if we need to, how to get going forward. Sometimes that intention is genuine, it's sincere, that I want to give up certain things. But this becomes the end result of having persisted in sin for a while. Now the person is genuine about stopping. But he wants to, he wants to move away, that doesn't want to leave him. One person saw something floating, people were on the shore. Now, our room, Rahmatullah gives an example, it's in Persian couplets, but the sum total of that example is, that two people, oh, a few people were on the shore, and they saw something floating on the water, in the sea. So now, it appeared to be one blanket. So now poor people saw a blanket floating, so now at least we'll get some blanket. The one person now dived in and he went to go and retrieve that blanket. This house looked like something new also. Meanwhile that wasn't a blanket, that was some creature of the ocean, looking flat like a something. So now when he got to it, so he tried to grab it first, that was a creature, it was a living organism. So that got hold of him. Now he's struggling with it. But now his friends on the shore can't really see what's going on. But now they're wondering why he's taking so long. So now they thought now maybe that he's stuck somewhere. So they're shouting to him and telling him, you know what, if you can't bring it, leave it. Don't come with it. Leave it. So he shouted from inside and said, I'm trying to leave it, but the blanket is not leaving me. I'm trying to leave it and come. I don't want to leave, come with it now. But it's not leaving me. So the Mashaikh used this example to say, this becomes sin. That that sin looks very, very tempting on the surface now, it's floating. You know, I'll be, it'll be such a good thing for me and I'll get it and I'll enjoy and this and that and whatever. Now when he went to grab it, it grabbed him. Now when it grabbed him, now after some time he realized this is a problem. Now he's trying to leave it, it doesn't want to leave him. He left it, but that thing grabbed him. Now this is now the need then to take sincere, make sincere toba and to take advice. Take advice from somebody who will help us. That now I'm in this quicksand, who's going to throw one rope to me to pull me out? Turn to Allah wa ta'ala, make sincere tawbah, istighfar, beg Allah ta'ala's help, dua, and this firm resolution that we need to move forward. We start making this effort from now, start preparing from now. Inshallah, by the time the month of Ramadan comes, we would have made that preparation for Ramadan in all its matters, even in ibadat, and especially with regards to the actual object of Ramadan, then that Ramadan will become very fruitful, it will become very productive for us. Ramadan is fruitful, Ramadan is productive. Whether we take the fruit and we take the produce or not, that's up to us. 
But if we plan ourselves in this way, inshallah we'll fill our baskets as well. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and go Sharif, the person who says La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of righteous deeds and save him from sin. So inshallah we should try to do this daily inshallah. La ilaha illallah محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صلني وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم لذا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه بما هو لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله Allah, <laughs> <laughs>
محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله وعم نواله الله 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 لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك الله لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا احدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا دام ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most high most loving allah ya allah forgive us ya allah ya allah forgive all our major minor sins ya allah ya allah forgive our families ya allah forgive our friends and relatives ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah show your maghfirat on the ummah ya allah show your rahmat on the ummah ya allah guide us and the entire ummah to those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah guide us and the entire ummah to stay away from such things that bring down azab ya allah ilahu alamin remove the difficulties of the ummah ya allah remove the hardships of the ummah ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah you show us Allah with all your blessings and bounties ya Allah ya Allah your countless blessings are showering upon us every moment ya Allah ya Allah we've not made sugar for this ya Allah you forgive this ingratitude of ours ya Allah ya Allah alamin make us your grateful servants ya Allah make us your obedient and loyal 
servants, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. Accept us in our progeny for Qiyamah for the khidmat of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sin, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices and haram, Ya Allah. Grant us a topic of amal saliha Ya Allah. Save us from all the major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the external self and the internal self, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and give us the topic of sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on the tawbah, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, all those who have passed away, make them complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Those who are sick, give them complete shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those with any kind of difficulty and hardship, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to one and all in their deen, in their dunya, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, every khair and every burqat show it upon us, Ya Allah. And all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands with this dua, Ya Allah, they know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's dies needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين الحمد لله